Hey guys, welcome back to Discover Spring Ford. I'm standing in front of Tuned Up Brewing Company, located at 135 North Main Street in Spring City Borough. Inside, owners Jeremy and Clint are going to talk about how they went from having a brewery in their garage to becoming the local watering hole right here in Spring City. I'm Jeff Desiato, a local realtor, aspiring actor, and transplant to the Spring Ford area. And I'm on a mission to find the best that Spring Ford has to offer. I'll be interviewing local business owners, civil servants, and other prominent members of the community to find out what makes Spring Ford a great place to live, work, eat, and explore. I invite you to join me on my journey as I discover Spring Ford. Jeremy Clint, thanks for being uh, on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks so why don't you here. take us back to the beginning? Uh, you know, Jeremy, why don't you start just because your uh, your name comes alphabetically first, <laughs> okay. Burke. So uh, I'll let you kind of let the people know where you grew up and uh, and how you came to be here tuned up. Sure. Yeah, I uh, grew up in Buffalo, New York. Uh, lived there almost all my life till college. Um, met my current wife in. Uh, uh, when we were both going through ROTC in college, and uh, through a bunch of different movements and traveling, you know, we kind of bouncing from place to place. We eventually landed ourselves down here in the uh, kind of college fill Springford area, and um, you know, come to really fall in love with this place. I think it's just a great place to live and right. reside. You know? Yeah, I think that one, we just moved here in May, which is one of the reasons I'm doing the show. It's just kind of I've bounced around for a while, and you know, now buying a house. In this area, I really kind of trying to shortcut the, the process of becoming a local. So by getting immersed in the community as much as possible, <laughs> right. it's been good. So it's definitely, you know, the fact that it's the marriage of a small town with, you know, anything you possibly need is five minutes away. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a very attractive piece to that. So sure. what is, you said ROTC, uh, you know, what is your background outside before you got into the, the business end of brewing and sure. that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I served in the Army for a while. Uh part of uh, Virginia National Guard. I bounced around. I was in Pennsylvania Reserves for a while. Uh, I did a tour in Iraq uh, as an advisor for the Iraqi Army. Um, In addition to that, I worked full-time for a 3M company for many years in sales, uh, working up in the Boston area and then down here in the kind of Philadelphia suburb area. And when was it that you did your tour? Uh, That was 2005 through 2006. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for your service. Yeah, Appreciate sure. it. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, when did you get involved in brewing? Was that something um, as a, a side yeah. hustle at first? No, I actually got uh, a wedding, uh, a homebrew kit as a wedding gift uh, when I was married in '95. And as soon as I got home from the honeymoon, I started homebrewing wow. and uh, just playing around with it. And initially, it was a disaster. Almost got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got divorced. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found a new passion in life other than my wife. It was, it was home brewing. Yeah. And uh, it was disastrous at first. That seems like, uh, so I don't mean to cut you off, but that's, 22 like, years. that's pretty early. <laughs> I feel like that's before it was trendy. I mean, oh, that's yeah. way back uh, from what I remember. Back then it was, you went to the local hobby store and maybe found one or two kits available. The old right. Mr. Uh, Beer kits. Mr. Yeah. Beer, yeah. I used to buy all these different kits and take <clears> stuff out of it and try to make something other than what was designed in, yeah. the, in the packaged menu. Um, and it was just, it was tough getting a hold of the right stuff that you really needed. You just kind of followed those directions and you had a basic beer and it was drinkable. And, yeah. you know, the best thing about it was when you made a beer that was good and you're like, hmm, I don't need to spend a lot of money at the beer store anymore. <laughs> I can make this That's myself. Great. 
And uh, so it was kind of cool. And it just, you know, it slowly but surely took off. And I, I think like many home brewers, where it really starts to take off is when you link up with other people who are doing it as well. And that's when Clint and I got together about 10 years ago. Uh, we both started getting really into home brewing and we actually made it kind of like a job almost yeah. just brewing way more than the average home brewer would. And uh, to us, it was all about what else can we brew? What types of beer can we brew? How much more can we do in a day? You know, just yeah. trying to expand. And this was before we even talked about, you know, creating a brewery. So. Yeah, so this was all in addition to the 40, 50, 60 hours a week you were doing in the Certainly. You know, and then always serving and then also with the job that you had. Yep. So it was definitely a, a, from a love of it, not from making it a. Yeah, I think it went initially from a hobby to something I was passionate about, um, and then eventually it grew into something where it was, you know, this is what I do on my weekends. This is what I do when I'm not at work. And, you know, some people play video games all day. Some people... Garden. Some people drink beer. Drink yeah. beer. <laughs> <laughs> some people drink it. Some people uh, create it. So, mm-hmm. Well, that's a good segue then to just hear a little bit from you, Clint. A little bit of your backstory, and then we can kind of um, hear about tuned up from the two of you. But uh, right. why don't you let people know where you're from and, and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, I'm from uh, born Western Maryland, uh, Garrett County area. Grew up on a farm, uh, kind of a big redneck. But uh, <laughs> uh, finally, oddly enough. My family was a non-drinking family. Never really drank anything until I married my first wife, or my, my current wife. Um, and she is literally the reason why I drink. Not so much that she drove me to drink, but her family, uh, her grandfather introduced me to craft beer and oh good whiskeys and everything. So had, had I not married her, I probably yeah. wouldn't drink. So, you know, kind of spawned into a... She was your you gateway know, love, into yeah, the world. Yeah. Into a love of craft beer. And when I get into she's something... She's going to come to the door any minute. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, no, I, she's in Sweden. We're yeah. all good. I, I wouldn't talk like this. I can see beads of sweat of coming down your forehead all of a sudden. <laughs> so that's that's kind of where I got into craft beer. Uh, uh, got into brewing. I've, I've been a paramedic uh, most of my life, uh, firefighter paramedic. I uh, was working for Trap Fire Company at the time. That's where me and him actually met. Uh-huh. He and I actually met. Um, and I uh, kind of started the brewing together. I uh, was also the music from Tuned Up, the Tuned Up name, the guitars. I was in a band at the time. And we, uh, as we were, you know, brewing beer, we'd have band practice. We'd move the brewing equipment out of the garage and pull the band <laughs> stuff into the garage and kind of just annoy the neighborhood up one side and down the other it was great yeah <laughs> uh and that's i guess just as much as we need to know about yeah that's fine so you both uh you both play you're both musicians i dabble in it okay. a little bit uh, yeah i'm learning yeah yeah you gotta be able to take the guitar off the wall to impress the, the patrons i'm imagining. not impressing anybody just yet this guy maybe but <laughs> But so, where we first kind of, I guess the segue in, the first where we first kind of got the idea, you know, maybe we should see what we can do here. It was actually my house. We had a band practice. We when we do practice, you know, we'd have a barbecue. You know, basically just I'd barbecue some stuff. We'd end up getting the neighbors, all the neighbors around. They'd come over to the house, drink some beers. We did the prototype bar at, at my garage off the side of it. We had a four tap bar, uh, four taps up. Um, I don't know about an eight foot bar. Built a little room in with a fireplace. Made it kind oh, wow. of nice. And uh, we were standing there one day after band practice, and there's there, what, like 20-some-odd people standing there from just the neighborhood hanging around. And we're standing behind that little tiny bar just pouring beer. <laughs> you know, we went through like two <laughs> half or two uh, six, six bottles of beer that day. I was like, man, we, we might be 
able to, to sell this. Yeah. <laughs> like You're like, if we're doing it, we might we as well do it. We start charging right? for it. Yeah. 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 That's right. So that's where the seed kind of got planted. <laughs> We'd already done all the prototype stuff, practice fine everything. So it was kind of natural for us when we came down here and got the space to, we did the renovations ourselves, did all the woodworking, and we're slowly building one room at a time. Yeah. Well, that's cool because I feel like a lot of times people get an idea and then they just jump on it, but they haven't done like the work up front. It almost seems like you guys did the reverse. Like you did all the work and then realized, oh, maybe we should actually make this into a real yeah, brewery. Bigger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you basically had the whole operation going, right. and you just had to expand it and make it a uh, and set you know work hours and and, and do that. I would say <laughs> even to today we are kind of, yeah. we're basically a glorified homebrew operation yeah. just on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> that's really all it is. We're not you know we don't have several hundred thousand dollars invested into our brew house system you know we have taken our our smaller homebrew system and slowly but surely expanded it bigger and bigger and bigger and you know every time we expand a new level and we can produce more volume and do things faster and we say all right what else can we do and we start expanding a little more and a little more and it's it's actually been a perfect business model for us because you know it allowed us to kind of you know jump into this but without cannonballing into a deep end right. of, of uncertainty and yeah like taking out you know massive debt and, and going to the point where you're trying to manage something just the two of you that's right massive you know yeah. you can so you can kind of adapt on the fly sure yeah so it seems like you that that's a great lean and mean is i guess how they describe Absolutely. it right? yeah, so that's good. <laughs> and we basically started the business out of our allowance and yeah, our allowance started getting bigger as we made the business grow. Right. That's, That's good. Cool. Yeah, and then it just goes right back into the business. I would imagine, you know, the more that you guys have coming up. So, um, how did you decide on this spot, and, and what brought you to this this spot specifically? As much as you care to share about, yeah, that. So. It's, you know, it's funny. The we looked all over the place. Skip back Limerick. I mean, you name it. We looked at every industrial park, trying to find something that was good for us you know it had enough potential for growth but also wasn't going to just completely deplete our funds right. and everything was really expensive um i mean we looked at a lot of different locations that are not even too far from here and we ended up uh, i was up here at george's one day george's music for yeah. uh, guitar lesson and he stopped by to get some guitar strings or something and we just got chat with those guys about us struggling to try to find a place to you know set up operation and you know, they said, so we'll have you checked out Spring City and all. Like, I hadn't even thought of it. You right. know, and, and as many times as I've walked up and down Main Street, never really bothered to look into the buildings and see what was there. And they said, well, look, just about everything is empty, you know, on the commercial spaces. And uh, you should really check it out. So we, we left, walked down the street, and just started looking at everything. And we got down to this location, the bottom of the hill. And this, you know, our landlord had a for lease sign on the window, and he had his rent written right there. And we're wow. like... Well, that's cheap. So we start yeah. looking in the windows and can only see about halfway back through the room, but we thought, let's check it out. So right. we called him, and next day he came out and met with us, and it was a dump for yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Norm. That's but it was. Uh, what was it before? Do you guys know? It's, it's got a, a really variety of, a million things variety of yeah. history. A lot of bars, a lot of random businesses. But what um, really benefited us most walking in here to the actual what we were paying for rent was. We come in and immediately we signed the lease, got it to place. Yeah. And we found the uh, overhead vent fan back here from when it was Andy's bar back about 20 some odd years ago. And it still worked. Oh, it had wow. been used in 20 years, but it fired right up. It's like, well, that's going to make our life easy. Yeah. The walk in was still downstairs uh, from when it was the bar. All we had to do was basically just 
redo the, the reefer unit on it, and it was fired up and wow. running. So <laughs> yeah. we're just it kind of just fell right into our lap, you know. And yeah, did you guys get that feeling like when you first walked in? Did you start to kind of flash forward in your mind and see things? Like as they could be, or was it like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do with this? No, we, we <laughs> did, did. and actually, it's it's, it's yeah. funny. Like like any decent business plan, our our operational view of this place changed a lot since the first day we walked in. Right. I mean, this bar right here was not going to be here. We were gonna have a small table or a small bar up front, about six feet long. Because uh, back then, when we first got into this place, the current laws in Pennsylvania would only allow us to. Uh, offer tastings to customers and then we could fill growlers for takeout that right. was it we couldn't okay. serve glasses of beer and have people pay for it uh, and sit okay. here and drink beer and because of the fact that you were designated as like a home brewing uh, well we were a manufacturer oh, okay, okay. yeah gotcha. we would have to get a, gotcha. a brew pub license oh, and, and like go through that whole fiasco gotcha. uh, but fortunately before once we got in and started working on this place uh, the laws changed <laughs> really yeah, they, uh, the laws changed, and uh, they allowed us basically, without having to change our licensing and going through all kinds of legal loopholes or whatever, we were allowed to you know, serve glasses. And, wow, and, uh, that's crazy. It was a huge game changer yeah. for us. I mean, our projected revenue pretty much just doubled at that point wow. of what we could do out of here. So instead of having a six-foot bar, now I've got about a 26-foot bar. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive. <laughs> did you guys build this yourself? We did. Wow. We built it's everything our, ourselves. So did you put all the you know the wood on the walls and everything? We or, did yeah. just you know we painted everything where it needed to be painted and everything else. The walls behind us are all old pallets that we acquired yeah, and that's cool. it's pulled them apart, look. stuck them up. The wood lumber for the uh, bar top all came from uh, Spack Sawmill up in Worcester. Uh, actually, the bar rail came out of a, um, a company called Forest Materials up in Buffalo. And uh, it just, you know, it was cool kind of as things started to fall together and seeing how we could start doing a lot of this stuff on our own. Um, right. Even things like as simple as getting bar stools. We, we get on Craigslist and found uh, a company in Northeast Philly that was going out of business. And uh, they were <laughs> trying to gut everything they had. And we said, oh, yeah, that's cheap. Let's yeah. that. so, <laughs> well, that's the, and that's the great thing. I mean, based on kind of what you guys had said, like adapting and moving as you grow instead of going all in and then being right. like well what are we going to do like you you know buying things on the cheap up front you can always then justify replacing it or going a different direction as opposed to making sure. a huge financial investment up front and then you're stuck with it right you know if you guys decide to get different bar stools or whatever if you get them on the cheap at craigslist that makes it a lot more easy to to, yep. to, to, to make that decision i would think <laughs> you know exactly so that, yeah that's really cool i mean uh it just seems like that once the idea started, the dominoes started to fall. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure there was obviously a lot of time in in, in between all of those events. But uh, when was the uh, when was that initial conversation that you guys had uh, about going from just the backyard brewery to actually getting a space and, and going into business? That would have been. Been a while. Ago. That would have been probably winter of 2013. Okay. Roughly, yeah, um, and that's because at that point, that's where we kind of realized we're making great beer. Even like other people that are avid home brewers uh, would drink our beer, and they loved it. And you know, we everybody we would serve, we actually started converting a lot of uh, what I would call you know craft beer virgins. You know, and yeah. just people that never really had it before. And you know, we were like, look, what do you drink? Oh, I like Miller Lite, or I like this or that. You know 
try this, you know, yeah. <laughs> and then try this and give them a few different beers. And, you know, before we were even opening our doors here, we started converting people to the world of craft beer. And um, it was really cool. And it was around that time we're like, God, we could do this. We yeah. totally could do it. And then it was, you know, again, it was kind of like, all right, let's take a step back, start to build a business plan, figure out what does it really take. Um, and that was, you know, the biggest thing was all the research into not how to make beer in volume. It was, what do I got to do for the government to right. be allowed to that's make the, beer in yeah, volume? That's the and that was part. probably the hardest and worst part about the whole experience. It was yeah. just all the bureaucracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have The artist was coming up with a name. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> the worst experience. How many experience. different names did you have? About a hundred. Oh, really? Well, that's funny because it actually pairs pretty well with the, the vibe that you guys are going for because, uh, you know, as you, if you're been in bands, that's just as hard. It's coming coming up with that band name that sticks. I, well, bands that I've yeah. played in, it's been what was 70 different incarnations. Was, of the, right. yeah. We would come up with a name and, uh, you know, or a group of names, start kicking them around. And, and I'd just sit there. Like, we had one night in particular, we sat in his garage drinking our, our Big Booty Stout, which is our Imperial Stout. A mistake to be drinking a lot of that all night. <laughs> and... Somebody throw out a name, I'd start googling it. You right. know, you gotta and see if it's already just trying to find out. And I, you know, I sat through a really good um, seminar that Sam Adams put on about trademarking. Right. And they actually had a lawyer out of Harrisburg put this thing on and talked about how you got to really research a name and what to look out for and the legal aspects of it. And you know, so I had to find out did any you know A is another brewery using that name. B do they have a beer that is that name you know and then we also got to look into wineries wineries are notoriously litigious so yeah i started researching wineries you know and anything i could find does this name come up in any shape or form and it was it was awful it was probably the most um unmotivating experience because you <laughs> so, come up with a name you're like oh i'm picturing the logo i'm picturing t-shirts i i got this this will be great nope somebody's got it so not only did you have to look up other breweries you actually had to look up to see if there were other um brands of beer sure brands, brands of beer wineries because they could always even homebrew yeah. companies yeah and was, names, uh, i mean names for their you know whatever they call their it might yeah. just be their that v variety of beer that they serve but if it has yeah. that name yep oh man that's yeah like, like that's if somebody had a, at the time if somebody had had a tuned up stout or whatever yeah. and then we named our business after that it could be a matter of time before that entity came after yeah. us and say, hey, you need to cease and desist using that right. name. And, uh, and then you decide, do we want to take the legal gamble and go for it, or do we just cut our losses? Right. Um, and, it, you know, and, and again, what, what made that more troubling was we couldn't even establish ourselves as a business until we had a name. Exactly. I can't incorporate, couldn't yeah. file right. for licensing, a tax ID, anything uh -huh. until we had a stupid name. And it got to the point where we were there in his garage one night. It's got to be 2, 3 in the morning. And we're just tired. Spitballing. <laughs> we, we had like... No judgment in Came down to right? like tuned up brewing and maybe one or two other names. I don't remember what. And I'm Googling and I'm not finding anything on it. And finally I'm like, wait a minute. All right. Tuned up works. This works. What do you like? What does everybody like? Yeah. Then, before we got We're to that far, yeah. we actually found the last step in the process. If nobody had it, it wasn't uh, that kind of situation. You had to go through uh, Urban Dictionary. Oh, yes. Oh, so there's yeah. things, and I have no idea what that meant until I looked at Urban Dictionary. <laughs> we actually had a couple was like, nope. Not yet. No, 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 no. <laughs> 
sounded like a cool name until, yeah. oh, I yeah. didn't know that was a fetish. Was okay. A, yeah. <laughs> People ruined stuff. Great. Like, it's incredible. Like, a word that meant something totally harmless and innocent, and now it's ruined forever. Yeah. It makes a lot, Urban Dictionary. <laughs> it's kind of like when you're going through naming your child, and right. you know somebody used to, oh, we're going to name our child this name and, and somebody always inevitably says my friend had a child that name and oh she died of cancer yeah. so why would you do that I know. You know, you now I can't name me? my kid that that's my, my wife's a teacher and she always said certain names are ruined for her like if there was oh, a sure. particular kid in her class that was a troublemaker or whatever Done. she's like Done. that name nope. <laughs> you're dead <to> me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we had to pick names where she didn't have any students with those names previously so nope. I'm only staying away from the name Clint then yeah <laughs> well she hasn't watched the video yet but I'm sure <laughs> Um, so from 2013 or you know December whatever you said that was to when you uh, got this place when was that like actually signed the lease we found this it would have been June of 2015 so that's like almost 18 months of legwork that you guys yeah and we started our my garage was actually a fairly licensed brewery that's true oh really that was where we were going to start out of my garage but uh, not to mention names but the borough yeah (laughs) Not any of the good ones down here, but yeah. the that was in, uh, wouldn't let us operate there okay. just to do a small brewer-only yeah. operation. So we found this place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it took us, uh, we moved in here September 2015. So it was about six months of just working and, you know, they, and we were ready to go probably within a few months. I mean, if you, you know, I mean, in my mind, if I can pour beer and nothing's going to fall on anybody, <laughs> I'm open for business, yeah. you know. And I was willing to let all this other stuff kind of come along as it went. But just, again, going through the licensing stuff, you know, the the LCB was actually pretty good. I, I was su- surprised. I thought they were going to be the big pain in the oh, butt. No, they were, the they were wonderful to deal with. The federal government was, yeah. is the, was the problem, is the problem. Uh, Put an ad placement for the LCB. <laughs> Yeah, the LCB stands for, sorry, just for us ignorant people. Uh, Pennsylvania Liquor Control Liquor Control Board, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I know awesome someone's going to be like, yeah, awesome. that's good. And yeah, at the federal level, business, right? we that's deal good. with uh, what is now called the TTB, or Tax and Trade Bureau. It's it's is the kinder, gentler name for the ATF. Okay. And um, The TTB it, doesn't raid you with guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Especially if you live in yeah, <laughs> but they, uh, yeah, it's just you know you'd file some paperwork with them and they would tell you, all right, we'll get back to you in like thirty to sixty days, maybe. It's like, oh wow, can you, you know, yeah, if, like how do you make if a they plan were a business, your, they would have failed, you know, yeah. yeah. So a lot of it was waiting, and yeah. when we got our final uh, licensing information, like they actually we got an email back saying, okay, everything's approved, you guys are good to go. We literally went over to the front door, flipped the sign, and said. Mace Wallace just opened. Wow. Oh, my gosh. There was no great opening party. We didn't even have the tap rail up. We had this little uh, converted freezer. Kegerator, yeah. Turned into a home homebrew kegerator, basically. We were lifting the kegs in and out of it. Honestly, when we opened it up, we didn't think that we'd get anybody in here, right? We figured our friends will come down so they can hang out and buy a beer and, you know, this, that, and the other. But we opened the door, you know, at first... We ran out of beer the first we had couple days. Six, wow. six or seven beers on tap huge. the first I did weekend. Not expect that. At the by Sunday, I had two beers left. That's incredible. It was, it was amazing. So that following weekend, we weren't even 
we didn't have other stuff ready to go. So we had two beers at our Irish Red and our Little Booty Stout on tap. That was it. Wow. <laughs> it was and well, that's a good way for people to get and used to the, the, the varieties that you, you know have. What, though, you what was like, cool is that people came in and they actually loved it. because they Not just because they loved the beer, but because they said, this is awesome. We were here last weekend. You had all this. I'm like, it kicked. and like, that's cool. Like, they just saw the the allure of this like kind of like little teeny grassroots operation right. just slowly sprouting away and and i think people since then i mean we've got a lot of loyal followers that are love to just see all right what are you guys doing next what's yeah. gonna we'll have people that come through the door that haven't been here in a month or two and they look around like when did this happen <laughs> like, when we open the others, okay <laughs> we open that side of the business there people still come in now we open that up early august and uh people come in like what is this what <laughs> We, yeah, when did so you do when this? you first yeah. rented, was it just this section right here? Just this half of the this, building, yeah. yeah. Okay. The side behind us there, was the, it was closed off. Okay, and that yeah. was another Another business was another in there, business yeah, there. Yeah, it was an antique store type okay. place or whatever. So when you, you know, as you were expanding, you were able to expand next to yourselves mm-hmm. and open up the wall. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And that's just that was just in August, you said? That yeah. That yeah. was open? Wow, okay. Yep. So what are the... Uh, what are the, the main operations that you guys do during the week? Like, what what do you uh, hours, and then what do you offer to everybody when they come in? As far as uh, it looks like you have entertainment. As far as like when we're open, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like we're uh, here generally about nine or ten days a week for about twenty-seven <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have gotten to the point now where we have uh, open mic night. We're starting to build up a decent following for that. This runs on Thursday nights, uh, okay. Friday, Saturday nights. We have different acoustic duos, trios. Usually for uh, music, right? And uh, Sunday, we generally tell people that we just stand here and lie to you, you know, okay. <laughs> crack bad jokes, yeah. Like that. Well, what um, else would you expect from a local beer brewery? Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the playful banter with the bar staff and the, and the patrons. <laughs> That's why people come in. And you know, that was speaking of that. You know, that was one of the other things that we when we first opened that I really found we liked because we were kicking. We were really deciding at what point it's like, do we want to put TVs? In? Yeah, you know, we, obviously we don't have televisions. Sorry yeah. for people who are making shows and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, what we noticed was what kind of I guess sealed it for me was we come in. It was like one of the second or third weekend we were open. We had kind of a full bar around here, and they were all people that were local that just kind of walked down from town here to check the out city. the new place. Yeah, and they were sitting here and they were talking to each other. You know, they weren't staring at a television. They weren't on their phones. They were talking to them. Realized, oh, wow. you live like I live here. Oh, you live here. It's like. So they kind of realized, hey, we're all neighbors. So these folks would start coming down and hanging out here, you know. That's it awesome. was, so it's kind of like we're starting to build like a, which I think we still are, that kind of a community little meeting place where yeah. people come down the watering and chat. Hole, yeah. <laughs> it was really cool to see that kind of develop. Uh, that was one of my, you know, things that I really, I really liked that, you know. It's yeah. like, okay, I don't want TVs now. Yeah. Yeah, we have guys come in say, yeah, you should get some TV. You always have the guy yeah. who goes, you should do this. The guy that has the genius this, idea right? for the business that he has not started himself. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And, you know, if you had football games, I'm like, I don't want football games. Yeah, anymore. everybody has their ideas. And I'm like, well, do you, there's nothing stopping you. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead. Right. Start Learn how to homebrew. Open up your own brewery. Yeah. Put TVs yeah, you in it. You know? We have Wi-Fi. Bring your tablet. Sit over there and yeah, exactly. watch a game. Yeah. And we do. We, we actually got a couple yeah. of guys that love this atmosphere and love that it's kind of low-key and relaxing. And they'll come in with their iPad and... You know, plug a headphone in, and they're watching a ball game or something, and they'll sit wherever, and it's great. Yeah. You know, they can accommodate that. They'll use our Wi-Fi for it. You know, but at the end of the day, I always think about. You know, I love uh, Victory Brewing Company is one of my favorite breweries, and every time I go there, I sit at the bar, 
and you're sitting there. After a while, you realize, oh, my neck hurts because I'm <laughs> staring up at the TV. And nobody really interacts unless you came with those people. And it's just cool to be in this environment where literally, like, he's not kidding. People meet each other for the first time and realize they grew up a block or two away or the next town over and maybe went to the same school. And it's just kind of neat, you know, to see this kind of interaction. Even just, you know, we always, uh, you know, people always say, oh, you should never discuss politics, religion, whatever, you know, in in public. And, you know, if you go back to... 50s and before that you know that's what people did on the weekends they sat out in their porch neighbors came by and they talked politics religion and whatever and we don't do that anymore and that's why we all fight over stuff because we don't know and inevitably there are conversations that sprout up and i think everybody generally knows hey let's just keep it civil and yeah right here's how i feel here's how you feel and it's not about who's right or wrong it's you know, I don't know. It's just cool. I always, yeah. It's like we're the melting pot, you know. No, for, it's <laughs> well, it's awesome because, I mean, you're, uh, it's, it's, brewing is essentially like an allegory for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're bringing in all these different things. There's all, all these different flavors and tastes and everything. And you're, That's pretty good. Yeah, like and it's, uh, you're going through the process. It's that. fermenting together. Yeah, no problem. Right. <laughs> Trademark, discover spring right. board. There's been at least two occasions in here late on like a Friday night that we've solved all the world's problems. Oh, yeah. The problem is we don't have a secretary and nobody wrote it down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it was after quite a few of your big booty stuff. Right. So yes. you don't know. You know, it's like when you wake up with a dream or from a dream and you're like, I just solved it. And then you can't remember what it was. I wrote many a great songs in my sleep and then I woke up and tried to write them right. down on, on the notepad next to me and it didn't work out, it didn't so, work well. out so well. Man, it made sense when I was asleep. <laughs> what am I doing? All right, so, um, you know, we're, we're getting into the new year coming up and, uh, you know, what are some of the things that you guys are hoping to accomplish? You, you, you opened the doors in 2016. You know, so you had was that a partial year when you by the time you opened? When did you guys? It was March first, two thousand sixteen. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. twenty seventeen is your first January one to December thirty first yep. operation. Right. Yeah, um, the biggest goal that we're almost completely done with. We're like ninety nine percent of the way there. Was getting the other half of the you know the the front of the house done. Uh, we got a lot of little things we're still doing. Once that's done in the next few weeks, then we're shifting into building out our kitchen. Yeah, and um, you know again. You know, I've been to a lot of other breweries, and you know, they say, "Oh, if you had a kitchen, it'd be great." Well, yeah, sure, it would be. We'll get there, yeah. and I'm okay with That's it the because next thing we're doing. Yeah. we, whenever <laughs> well, we yeah. can, we, Follows you know, Friday you and Saturday nights, we'll get uh, food trucks scheduled to come park out front. You know, it's tough to get them booked, but when you can get them, it's great. It yeah. kind of handles the food aspect until we're ready to take that on on our own, and that'll be a huge step for us. And we're hoping to try to do that by the end of this year. Um, I mean, I would say that's probably our biggest goal yeah. right now is to get the kitchen up and running, you know. And then from there, 2018, I mean, I've already got a list of stuff that I want yeah. to really get. You know, we're looking at, we want to get into canning. Um, you know, we want to start doing, expanding our sales circle and go much further out, get out in all of Pennsylvania. Distribution and stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, you know, and plus we're, you know, we're definitely, this year we, we missed going to Great American Beer Festival, but we're definitely going to go next year. Um, you know, we've been to a whole bunch of festivals and the, the amount of feedback we get at festivals, like people coming up after a while, like, dude, the hands down best beer here, right? Wow. Like, Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. All from your little, I should your put a chip jar out, yeah. out and see <laughs> how, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how we do with something like Great American Beer Festival, uh, the World Beer Olympics, I think is next summer as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of things we, we want to do there. That, right? 
There's a little bit of running involved, yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to do one of those events that like looks like it requires no athletic ability whatsoever. There's always one of them. I don't know. I'm always like, is this an Olympic sport? What is it? Like backgammon or something? I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, there's been a lot of cool little things that we've accomplished along the way. Like, you know, once we, um, you know, we kind of did the right thing. We worked with the borough as far as getting, you know, the zoning for different things. Like even doing music, you know, you got to get permits to do everything in this this world. So once we're able to do live music, we're booked every Friday, Saturday night to do live music. And then now we're even on Thursday nights, we do an open mic night. So instead of... Think of it as it's not karaoke, <laughs> yeah. But it's if you're a musician, you know, and whether you want to try to get booked here or you just want to come and play, um, it's a perfect venue to come down. We have a, a one of our regulars comes down and he hosts it, and he'll play until people show up and sign in the book. And we've had some yeah. great. Uh, That's some really great local talent. local I mean, bands. Uh, Rofa Audio was Rofa here Audio recently. Played. God, that it was, was phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, we just, band yeah, we just off, interviewed uh, them, Horse actually. Carnage, Horse and uh, Carnage, yeah. Like blues band. They came in and played They just uh, moved into Thursday the night. industry oh, city area. Yeah, they're really I good. I think they're coming back Thursday night, tomorrow night. Yeah, they'll be here Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday night, yeah. Yeah, that's, I, uh, I interviewed uh, Raymond from Rofo Audio just last week. Oh, yeah, Ray's yeah, good guy. So, um, uh, yeah, we had a great conversation. So, I got my Rofo Audio Magnet on my car. I got it in my T-shirt. I'm ready to nice. go. So, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's what, and, uh, you know, I, I think it's really exciting that you guys are here just because, you know, someone told me, you know, when a town is ready to, to blossom, they usually put a brewery in. <laughs> Not that the town is in real, technically responsible for the right guys to come in and put right. a brewery in, but, but they at least at least yep. give you the permits to do that. So. Well, right. Spring I that, City, I think, has the potential to be the next Phoenixville. Right. And, oh, you know, the biggest thing was there's a parking lot across the street. Uh, the borough is working on obtaining that and then building it out and you know, rehabbing it, if you will. Um, I think if they accomplish that, the sky's the limit for this for right. this borough. There's so many businesses that could, you know, fall in here. And this, the way the main street is set up, it's perfect for a lot of small boutique restaurants and shops and stuff. I think this could be just one of the coolest places around the corner. Uh, there's a new uh, building that's being rehabbed, and they're putting in a an artist studio. The artist studios, yeah. yeah I, that. I just think awesome. that. Could be cool. It'd be interesting. I don't know how it's going to work, right. but I just the thought of it. Like if they could pull that off, that would be really neat. You know, yeah. just to have. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could have music studios in there. You could have you know people doing painting or whatever. I mean, it just could be really, yeah, it's yeah crazy. Anything, I mean, it could be any type of anything art. you'd want. I think and, it's really um, cool, man, to see. The, that's one of the reasons why we moved to this area because I felt yeah. like it's right on the verge. You know what I mean? Oh, like, it totally is. Yeah, and I and for you guys, you know, I, I think it'll be cool if we. If we can together see Spring City and even Royers Fort Burroughs just really start to get sure. thriving, and then we can look back and be like, "Hey, well, we, were, we were there," you know. Like, and you guys, I think, are, are playing the good a, a thing too. Role is the that. the local municipal government they have a vision too, yeah, and right. they want to see. A lot of them have grown up here or grew up here, moved away, and come have come back, and they see the potential too. And that's been our best thing was. I mean, day one, getting in here, we started to connect with those guys. And, you know, they come in, we talk about what we want to do. We ask them what they're working on. This year was the 150th anniversary for Spring City. And um, we did whatever they needed us to do. We set up beer gardens. We promoted events. You know, whatever they wanted, we were going to do it. Because having that stuff promoted could only help us. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and they they have been wonderful for us. And that's... And I think that's the same thing that every community needs is that they need that municipal government to have the same vision, vision 
that the residents and the businesses do. And I think, you know, I think we have that here. It's, yeah. It'll take time. Yeah. But I, I think we're, whereas maybe Spring City might have been kind of trending downward for many years, I think we're we're not even bottoming out. I think we've already started to have you a good said, upward yeah. trend. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Because we've had a bunch of new businesses move in, and they're good people. And, right. you know. Well, and, uh, and the thing to me, too, is like, uh, well, you were at the uh, Music and Market Festival yep. the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it, Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and we've done that since uh, since we actually moved in. I mean, the first one that we went up and did, I don't think we were even open yet, were we? We just opened. No. It was, I remember. I don't think we were open for the first one yet. No, because we no, had we weren't. beer that we just kind of donated. Just yeah, we just gave water. it, yeah, because yeah. yeah. we couldn't sell it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so That's a good way to get uh, people hooked on the product. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the exciting thing that I've seen is each year since we've been involved, just been three years, you know, I don't know what went on previous to us being here. Yeah. But uh, this year was the one that I saw people the most excited. You know, people were... I mean, the one guy was standing there, he's like, he yelled, Spring City is the next big thing, you know. Yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But and it takes consistency. You know, it's it not going to happen in one year. It's not going to happen in two years. Right. It's that people see that you're committed to the long term. Right. That's when it starts to. Yeah. But it was just a general excitement that right. I could sense from a lot of the folks that live here in Spring City, and it's it's good thing. Yeah. It's I think it, yeah. I think that having the 150th, seeing that people are really community minded, I think it 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 kind of wakens up something that may have been, you know, dwindled to a flicker in their own life. Right. That yeah. They, they see. Oh, no, we are, you know, we are Spring City, you know, like they get the pride <laughs> that, right. that maybe they kind of forgot about. It starts to come out and that hopefully that's, a, you know, if, if this show can kind of be a catalyst to that as well, you know, awesome. then, uh, that's that's oh, yeah. that's as much as I can ask for. Well, uh, thanks, guys. This has been awesome. Um, as we wrap up, if there's anything else that you would like to talk about um, that we may have glossed over or or anything that you can think of. Otherwise, I'll just ask you to. Um, let people know how they can get a hold of you, follow you on social media, all those links. You can uh, use this as an opportunity to, to shout those out. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'd say, well, first and foremost, I guess, getting a hold of us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we do all of our events and everything we list on Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter. Um, haven't done much with Pinterest yet, because yeah. I, I don't have too many people asking me, "Hey, why aren't you on Pinterest?" Yeah. Uh, well, but he's I, only on there when he's trying to get basket weaving. Yeah, <laughs> I actually gave my phone Color one night balance. to uh, a lady who was here, and she started going on my Pinterest to help me out. But of course, she tagged all these things like, you know, hair braiding and whatnot. So all my <laughs> emails that I get from Pinterest are about hair braiding and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're trying to do any social media that's out there. Uh, all of our beers are listed on Untapped. Um, you can yeah, find us like on follow us on Untapped. Untapped. Yeah, Untapped <laughs> is probably the biggest. With no e, yeah. right? It's Untapped. Right. Yeah, no e and Untapped. Um, so beer menus. Uh, that app we're on there as well. We try to update that, you know, as much as we can. Um, but yeah, generally, I mean, we're people ask us all the time about different types of social media like snapchat and yeah. i'm like you know what my my 14 year old daughters do snapchat yeah. <laughs> like i i could do it but it's i don't need it you know, yeah because the, the, the biggest challenge is finding out what type of content you would put on that platform because they're all unique right so it's like what how right, can exactly. i make brewing content on snapchat i mean you could do take some research and some time, yeah. social media thing that's out there is that what you do on snapchat put revenue or stuff yeah exactly <laughs> right. that's pretty much you it. can make the beers talk probably <laughs> yeah it's like glass nah, get a food, get a face out beer put a face on it and right. then use your voice and like make it high pitched or something i don't know if but you yeah, do I would, that, I get credit for it. <laughs> I would say the, um, you know, one of the biggest things we try to communicate to people is, you know, 
we change our beers around, uh, you know, not as often as some other places do, but, you know, pretty often. And uh, we have some beers that are on just for short periods of time. You know, like our, our peanut butter brown ale is has a real cult following to it, and it's been one of the most popular things we make. And we decided early on we were only going to make it like three or four times a year. And when we get it on, it, it comes on. We announce it like a few days before, and uh, people start showing up for it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, I heard you have peanut butter. And, <laughs> and it lasts maybe a month, yeah. and that's it. You know, and, and I think as we start getting into like canning, like right now we're looking at bottling some of our special barrel-aged beers that we have. And we might only have a couple hundred bottles, so it's you know that's something we really want to dive into. And we've had a lot of people ask and have said, "Yeah, I'll even come help organize." You know the the lineup. You know, <laughs> yeah. well, if we were going to start selling it, you know, noon or something, they, I got a guy already who wants to stand out front with the clipboard and take names down, <laughs> yeah. and you know, like you're waiting for concert tickets. Yeah, <laughs> that's all good, but we got to hope for that line first. That's right. That might be a boring day for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Jeremy. Clint, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you uh, opening up your doors uh, early, I guess, uh, yeah. to let me come Anytime. in and, and take a look at the place. It's beautiful. Um, I love all the, the guitars. As a guitarist myself, it's always a, a nice vibe and atmosphere to walk into. So I encourage you guys all to stop down 135 North Main Street, right in Spring City Borough, tuned up brewing. Stop in and tell them Jeff from Discover Spring Court sent you. That's all the time we have for today on Discover Springford. I encourage you to stop in to see Clint and Jeremy at the Tuned Up Brewing Company. It's really exciting to see businesses like this starting and thriving in Spring City and Royersford. And I encourage you to get out there and discover all of the amazing things that Springford has to offer. Until next time, Godspeed.